Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. Yo. Hi. What's up, friends? <laughs> I like how you always say hi twice. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey. Hi. 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 Hi, hi, hi. hi. Okay. No, oh. we're done. <laughs> that was a little I too see much. What you did there. Oh. Did you? Little like, Justin Timberlake? No, um, that was in sync before. I understand, okay. but he Please was isolated. They're in sync. Let's There's, not disrespect the band. There's five people in that group, <laughs> not just one. Let's be honest. Not though. just ramen noodle Justin Timberlake. <laughs> ramen noodle Justin Timberlake was the best of the time. Speaking of, I heard that hairstyle is coming back now. Also, oh, I call God ramen sake. noodles the nudes. What? Wait, what? <laughs> like, if I make ramen noodles, I say, I'm going to have nudes tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very weird. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to take that. I mean, Mike understands. He's always like, all right. <laughs> I think he, he's, he gave he's up hoping for the other nudes. <laughs> he's hoping he, one day it will change to mean real nudes. Probably. But he, he, he also probably just gave up. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Whatever. All right. Um, ramen ramen mean, noodles it is. She means ramen noodles. <laughs> I only eat ramen when I'm sick. I don't think I can't remember the last time I had it. Well, you know, whenever you run low on funds and <laughs> you have a case of ramen noodles from whenever COVID started. Okay, I actually that's what you really have. like them. I like so. them, but they're like my sick food. Hey, how's the sparkling red? Mm. It's the only way I'll drink a pothic red. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever seen you drink a red. Cheers. Is it sweet or dry? I'm not sure yet. It's not very sweet, but it it's it's. it's dry but it's sparkling so yeah. it kind of takes away the dryness oh, i'm kind of into it so it's i a, don't hate it it's apothic red which mm, is not it's a blend it's not a sweet wine but if mm. you make it sparkling it tricks you it's like a champ- champagne you can champagne. drink it i can drink it all of us can drink it <laughs> Lindsay and i are, are sharing a bottle we are <laughs> and she filled us to the brim <laughs> two two glasses one bottle <laughs> yes we literally, literally split the bottle she's like let's just keep going i was like oh, okay this was a heavy pour so we're having some pinot <laughs> peanut I, I feel like you gotta finish it pinot just sounds weird pinot grige pinot grige no what do you want to call grigio. it okay no because i gotta pinot grease is Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris right. is Pinot Grigio. Oh, she's a wine connoisseur. I mean, I Never really knew. am. I watch one documentary on Netflix and <laughs> I am an expert. That is the state okay. of the world today. <laughs> Were you the one telling me about the that documentary? Yes. Okay, yes. I saw it come up on my suggestions the other day. Don't ask me the name of it. I've had a concussion and I don't have an excellent <laughs> memory. It has something to do with him fooling the world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I can tell you what it's about. I just don't know the name of it. No, the word the word does. And yep. I'll, I, was I'll watching, think of it. I was watching another documentary on on prime i think mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna tell you guys too much it's about it because i'm gonna cover it i'm gonna cover it later we uh love documentaries <laughs> if you documents. haven't figured <laughs> <laughs> sorry i, I couldn't let you go by. i was trying to shorthand documentaries and it came out <laughs> no nope, that was a weird one <laughs> i don't think doc documents. it's docs <laughs> it's docs. a good one for the docs dockers um, no okay sorry <laughs> what were you saying sarah <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> I think I was saying we we really love documentaries we on do. this podcast. We love documents. <laughs> I did a story about a documentary. Docs. Boys, and you'll love it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll murder you. I love documents. <laughs> We're docs. Is Lindsay. 
called it. I mean, it's better than document. Documents is another whole word. Okay, can we just call them documentaries? It really doesn't save a that. lot of time. I'm good with that because we've taken 10 minutes to explain our abbreviation. <laughs> I think everybody knew what I was talking about. I don't think they did. I, mean, I think fine. this is another Lindsay episode of taking a stand against Boydston. Ooh, okay. Speaking of documents, I watched one the other day that I would. <laughs> <laughs> you just said call them documentaries. <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even notice it came out of my mouth. Uh, I was like, what are you laughing at? That I changed the topic? <laughs> Shit. Continue with your documentary talk. I love a good document. Go ahead. I honestly didn't know what the hell you guys were laughing at for a second. (laughs) What? I didn't even finish my sentence. Speaking of documentaries. Document. Go ahead. It's documentary from here on out. It is what it is. is. I refuse. (laughs) I said what I said. Okay. Another one that I would like one out of ten recommend. So you you choose your poison. The the document that I was going to not recommend is also on Amazon Prime. And it's about alien i'm talking about some guy that is channeling an alien named bashar and he's been channeling him for like 30 years oh, by yes. channeling you mean Same. me too you have been too like he um bashar I, I go mean, way I back he, he will sit there and like try to switch to bashar and have these conversations with people look i could only get through like 45 minutes before i was like okay i think i'm done here and i can tolerate a lot and i was still like you know there's ancient aliens on Netflix that just came up that showed up in my top ten. And I like about that. aliens. No, this is how to show up in your top ten. I, I because I watch a lot of documentaries also on Netflix, and I guess it's they've got true crime. No, they've got true crime, aliens. It all goes together. Paranormal. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not documents. I'm refusing. I'm gonna find that one and send it to you, and you're gonna understand. I'm looking real on quick. Prime right now. Well, search in aliens and see what you come up with. It was. Hang on, can I have credit though, Lindsay? I took your recommendation to watch Bob's Burgers, and I'm on season three. Don't you love it? I've only been watching it for less than four days. It's totally (laughs) your sense of humor. Like I knew it was your sense of humor. It's so dry, but I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's me. I'm all of the characters. I know. My husband always tells me he's like, "You're like Linda." I'm like, "Thank you." So can you give me your Hulu cyanine so I can? No, so here's the thing with Hulu: it goes off uh, your location. Rude. I can share my Netflix. I cannot share my Hulu. I don't need Netflix. The only one I don't have is Hulu. I literally have all well, the others. Well, if you had Sprint, you could get it for free. Well, I don't. So. Oh, I do have Sprint, and you can get it for free. How do you not know this? I haven't had Hulu Hulu in years. Yeah, Lizzie if you and have- I are having trouble, <laughs> you know. Creation. Listen, I am way more drinks deep it's than the, you are. I literally, have, I literally have everything except Hulu. I have like Amazon. I have Netflix. I have Disney Plus. I don't have HBO anymore. We I only got, got that HBO. to watch Game of Thrones. When we finished Game of Thrones, we so canceled it. So our Fire Stick won't play HBO Max, and that's what I need to watch what I want to watch. Which what is what? I actually don't remember why I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've got it. Let me tell but you. I'll switch. I had a reason. And I don't remember what it was. Okay, I'm going to get on Hulu tonight and see if I can get it. Because, yeah, I'll see. Yeah, so if you have Sprint, you get But do you have to have, like, Hulu. your account info and all that? I don't have that. Well, of course. No. <laughs> yeah. You can't just go in there and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, totally I, got I got Sprint. I may or may not. <laughs> I may or may not still be on my parents' phone plan. Uh, oh, that's, oh a- that's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. 
cute? How old? Question mark. Thirty. Thirty. Me and my brother are both still on my Going parents' on plan. Thirty-one. Because here's the sitch. My dad's phone plan is paid for by his company, which he apparently is never ever going to retire from. And they cover four lines, and so it's him and my mom. And he's like, "Well, we'll keep." He got me and my brother on it way back when when we were teenagers, and he's just like, "Hey, you guys just stay on it." Okay, speaking of 30, going on 31, you have a birthday coming up, right? It is, next week. It's in a week from today. What are we going to do for your birthday? What are we doing? We're going to the Missouri State (laughs) Pen. Woo! (laughs) What better way to spend your birthday than in an abandoned prison prison with a psychic and ghost hunters. (laughs) With with your two favorite people. Do you think they're going to read my poem future? What? What? My I don't think she's there to read like us. I think she's there to read the prison. Oh, oh I thought this was about me. <laughs> it's not about it's you. individual readings. <laughs> but we have been looking forward to but going like, to the Missouri really State Pen. <laughs> listen, I'll read your aura if you'd no, like for me to try. No, listen, we tried at tarot cards at Pythian. Girl, and don't ruin it. Was, I got it in my story. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Tune in for that later. We were like, we've seen this once in a flash on a probably documentary. I can totally do it. As I'm a document. the tarot cards. <laughs> a document. Um, <laughs> but we've been looking forward to going to Missouri State Pen for months. Like a long time we've been trying to get there. So yeah. I'm very excited that, that we finally get to go. Here's what I'm excited about. It's almost a lot of hours. It's 8.30 p.m. to 6 a.m. It is the longest. Besides um, I'm nervous. McIntyre where we literally stayed the night, but we were sleeping. Yeah. This is the longest one where we'll be awake. Yeah, we can't bring a sleeping bag to this one. I don't want to sleep No blow-up mattress, Lindsay. Oh, damn it. I would, actually. I would. Those gas chamber chairs. Me. <laughs> We're going to have to pub Sarah full of monsters I'm nonstop. So, I'm tired thinking about it. The chairs in the gas chamber, you just put some, like, the cushy, like, chairs that you put on lawn Oh, like all bleachers? outside. Oh, yeah. That, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be kind of comfortable. Maybe a neck pillow. I cannot I sleep totally in a chair. I can't sleep. I mean, me and you have insomnia. It has to be the perfect conditions for me to sleep. Oh, hell no. If it's two or three in the morning and I'm done. If I've been possessed by somebody in the basement of McIntyre Villa, <laughs> then I don't get any sleep. Are you going to um, pee your pants while you're there and have some I possession so. pissing? TBD. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> I cannot wait. Let's see uh, who gets to have the embarrassing liner. moment. <laughs> a panty liner ain't gonna help you. <laughs> you have one strip of dry. The rest, <laughs> rest is soaked. It wasn't a leak. Oh, I'll later. wear my my Hallmark gray pants. So you can just see everything. <laughs> Please wear depends. Please. Please don't wear the pins and also wear the gray pants. No, I have the same gray pants on and I, I made eye contact with a guy at dinner when while you... I was picking a wedgie. He had a cowboy hat on. I just happened to pick a wedgie and make eye contact with him. It was awkward. Why do you oh pick your wedgie and... Like, okay, I would listen, have too. I have been drinking since 3 p.m. And I had to like chug my margarita. And you were just like, don't care. I did not care. This guy was staring. It was his fault for staring. So maybe you were thinking. I if, can't. If he was, <laughs> maybe you were I thinking. This poor guy. He was sitting right next to his wife. Oh, no. She had um, Crocs on with holes. <laughs> Is like, that the one with the ankle brace on, too? No, hey, don't knock the ankle brace, you asshole. <laughs> I said, is it Lindsay? <laughs> I did. I point. I was like, hey, look at this ankle brace. And she's like, oh, Lindsay. <laughs> you guys are so 
such jerks when I'm not there. We're jerks all the time. Yeah. We are. Don't you worry. Even if you're there. I think he was probably thinking, if I look at her face, it will be she less awkward. Noti- she won't notice that I just saw her pick a wedgie. <laughs> you should have broken eye contact. We both maintained. We were committed. <laughs> you're like, look into my soul. I did that for you, sir. I will. I will pull this cloth from the cheeks. <laughs> so disturbing. I can't stop laughing. Let's go watch a document later. <laughs> no documentary. Yes. I will only abbreviate to doc. Like, let's watch a nature doc. Let's watch a true crime doc. A oh, come on. Do you do you actually say that? Yes, I do. Does that make me like weird? She abbreviates I- things weirdly. Okay, document oh, we is we weirdly go. like Nurse Prack. She's the only one in the entire department that says that. Like our nurse Prack, she ordered this. <laughs> literally no Literally nobody says that besides her. We're all like <laughs> But you all know what I'm talking about when I say well, that. Of course they do. Because the only part you took off was Tishner. <laughs> yeah, which is like a lot of syllables left. It's Tishner. Three. Know, you could just say NP. If you if you want the slang, that's what we say. All right, fine. I'll say NP. NP. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight, y'all? Ooh, we got a special, a special situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this so, our Halloween special? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is our bonus episode. <laughs> okay. I thought it was. Is it not? I thought it was, too. Yeah, it's our hello, hello. It's our hello episode. No, Ew. what? <laughs> Stop. What a letdown! <laughs> Let's try that again. It's our Halloween episode. What? We literally took a one little, and that oh, was weird. Oh, oh, oh! We tried to abbreviate Halloween. Uh, it's our Halloween. Yeah, I was like, "What the hell is she talking about?" Make it happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we did it! We did it. Sarah wasn't included. (laughs) Are you feeling about that? She stopped laughing. (laughs) I'm unamused. That's my favorite movie. Anyways, so So we're talking about one of our favorite people. Who's one of our favorite people? Zach Baggins. We're talking about some of the artifacts that are in his museum. You didn't want to harmonize with me on that one? <laughs> I was, it was a solo. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know you were going to sing Zach's name. <laughs> I should have was. You were looking at me and I was preparing. Okay, hold on. Fine. Wait, my microphone's all messed up now. Oh, my Jesus. My all right, ready? We are going to talk about, who are we talking about? Zach Baggins. <laughs> no, we ruined it. You can't force it. That's what she said. <laughs> There's one thing that I've okay. learned in life is that you cannot force things. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta figure out rule. who's the high, who's the middle, and who's the low. I thought you're always the low note. Okay, I'll be the bottom note. <laughs> this is not gonna work. I'm just gonna tell you. It's gonna be beautiful. You be middle, you go high. Oh, I'm going high. Okay, oh, hold on. This is I'm laughing. Definitely too not much. gonna work. <laughs> Alright, ready? Who are we going to see? Zach Biggs. <laughs> Sag, just sag, it's okay. <laughs> you went really low. <laughs> so, Zach, we're, that's who we're going to see. I'm a 
bass singer. <laughs> okay, so we're doing artifacts based off his museum. Mm-hmm. Oh okay, my gosh, I'm crying. <laughs> so we all picked a different artifact that we are interested in. Some of us picked two. Some of us picked two, and we're going to just talk about his museum. And... <laughs> All the things. This is our dream location. Really, if we can have a private investigation anywhere, it would be here. Zach, hey. Pick (laughs) us. Choose us. Love us. You took a picture with Sarah once. Can you hook us up? Remember me? (laughs) You don't don't have to take any pictures if you don't want to, but we would love to just stay the night. I'll sleep on the floor. (laughs) You don't have to vacuum. <laughs> did That's I such a weird statement? <laughs> did I tell the story about how I met Zach? Yes, you did. Which, maybe maybe six times. I don't know. <laughs> not, not to you guys. I know I've told you guys <laughs> many a times, but okay. have I have I told our listeners? Pretty nope. sure, but just tell it again. You guys, our, our that picture still gets likes all the time. I don't know. People are searching Zach constantly, of course, <clears throat> and uh, that is still our most popular picture. Well, yeah, because you tagged him in it. Of course I did. (laughs) (laughs) He's smart. He doesn't know this, but um, we're basically best friends. (laughs) Okay. So are we still going to spin the wheel to see who gets to go first and talk about an artifact? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Mm -hmm. I was messing with my microphone there. I was drinking. Mm. All right, here, I've got to move the wheel over to the screen so Lindsay knows I'm not cheating. I don't trust her. It's me! Oh my god, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. What? No more no more complaining. I won't complain. Slightly rude, but okay. So <laughs> I am the one who did two stories because Truth the first Yup. Oh I'm going through puberty. <laughs> Are we done? I don't know. Okay, yes, I did I two so. <laughs> stories because one of the stories that I was originally going to do doesn't have a lot of information on it. And I was like, Who? How hard did you try? I tried. Okay. Like <laughs> so I was like, this is like going to be like a five-minute story. Pan tried hard. <laughs> How about couch? Peter? No. Go, man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll stop. How about Lindsay as go, man? I will wait <laughs> for my friends to stop being buttheads. Camera. We're going to talk about Peggy the doll. Oh, Peg. I've been preparing for this moment. I know. She doesn't like dolls. I'm ready. All right. Peggy the doll resides in Zach's museum now, obviously. <laughs> you start all of your stories with the same. And this is what's happening. <laughs> I am setting the she mood. Voice. I'm setting the mood. I like it. Okay. Wait. But Peggy. Just, just for clarification, all of these items are in Zach's museum. Yes. All of them are in. I realized that. I was hoping you guys would pick up on that, but Okay. <laughs> You guys are here to point out my mistakes. (laughs) That's what friends are for. Okay, Peggy the doll. Yep. She was possessed by the spirit of a woman that they assume was born in 1946 in Holland Park, London. Was her name also Peggy? No, her name was not Peggy. I'm going to get to why Peggy is called Peggy. Please don't ask questions. (laughs) I knew that was coming. All right. I'm going to pull up a picture first, though, so you guys can see what Peggy the doll looks like. (gasps) This is my warning. I didn't do a PowerPoint. I couldn't figure out how to do PowerPoint. But this is my warning. One of the things about Peggy is that people start experiencing symptoms of sickness and fatigue when they see a picture of her, even on the internet. We're already there, so I can't be worse. There's Peggy. Why does she look like an an actual child? I mean, she's not like a creepy looking because like like no missing eyes or anything like that. Like what we see. No, she looks like a like a I like her real. Yeah. I would have her hang out with me. No. (laughs) So, nobody knows the exact identity of the woman. 
that she is possessed by, but she supposedly died of a chest-related condition like an asthma attack. Mm. So all the information they really know about Peggy, because they don't know much, is based off of what psychics and mediums have Mm. come to when they've been around Peggy. Gotcha. So these are some of the speculations. They think that she may have ties to the Holocaust and is of Jewish descent. Interesting. Um, Shalom. You guys are ruining my next story. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, not ruining. A psychic <clears throat> got the feeling of the name Peggy, and that name just, like, stuck. So that's why they call her Peggy. Got it. She was, we do know this, she was made in England in 1960s. Um, the original owner felt that her house became haunted after she brought Peggy home from the store. She reported hearing footsteps. She would wake up at 3 a.m. feeling like somebody was in the house with her. She got nauseous, had migraines, and she was not able to eat or sleep. So, she's like, doll's gotta go. So, she gave Peggy to Jane Harris, and Jane lives in England, and she owns, it's called Haunted Dolls. So, it's like, it's appropriate. She just, she collects haunted dolls, basically. So, she gave her to Jane. All right, so Peggy kind of started getting popular in about 2015 when a video of her hit YouTube, and it was reported that 80 people who watched it suffered chest pain, nausea, and headaches. Uh oh. They were also reporting that their dreams were being affected and she was basically intervening in their lives and they were having like tragedies and bad luck and stuff, kind of like Robert the Doll. Jane ended up saying she said she's getting all of these messages. She thinks she's gotten about 200 messages mm-hmm. since then of people who've been affected by Peggy just from watching her online. If you've seen the special, there's a special where Zach kind of goes over the whole artifacts in his museum. And so there's one with Peggy, and Peggy's brought in, and she's wearing, like, a bag over her head, which is terrifying to me. Um, And he gives a whole spiel about, you know, be warned that people who see Peggy on TV Mm -hmm. experience this, blah, blah, blah. He said that while he was filming, there was manifestations of flies. There was camera problems where the camera would just cut out. There was negative mental effects, like he started experiencing a lot of rage. And there was some poltergeist activity. When you go to the museum, you have to sign a release before you can see her. Yes. Did you see Peggy? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. We both did. And they do make you... I did sign the release. Before you go in the room, the tour guide says that you're supposed to address her when you walk in Mm -hmm. and thank her and then address when you leave. Yeah. It's a very serious deal. Like, you really won't even... They won't really allow you to go in unless you're going to be respectful. So the most extreme case um, was a heart attack by Katrine Redick in London, and she had a heart attack within minutes of seeing Peggy online and had no prior health issues before this. And she was fairly young, too. Hmm. So that's the most extreme case that they've had of Peggy. You guys want to put any... I haven't been to Las Vegas ever, so you guys want to put any input about Peggy when you went? I mean, I think you basically covered it there. just trying to be very respectful. She did a great job. I I mean, right now... Are you talking about then when you went to Vegas? Yeah, whenever oh, okay. I went there. I was just trying to be very respectful. So I do remember the doll room. I was pinpointed as one of the two that would go in the special side doll room. And I, didn't the, see I don't think I did. The side doll room is where you get to see the special doll. I have I don't have a very good memory, so I don't remember which doll it was. But you get to go in there and be like, and there's this promise of, like, you get to see this special doll. Mm-hmm. And so you get, two people are chosen because it's this very tiny, like, almost closet of a room. And you're like, they're, like, just go up there um, cautiously. And so myself and this other girl went up there and um, we go up there. We get inside, like, the threshold of the door and our group's kind of behind us. 
And all of a sudden, this person just jumps out at us. And it's just kind of a oh, jump scare no. within it. And so I, of course... Just uh, your pants. Nope. I, I didn't see you not jumping at all. I, just being like... I didn't jump. I just <coughs> cursed our dear Lord above. and <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That's that's my go-to. Yes, that is her go-to for cursing. <laughs> and um, Not mine. <laughs> the other one, though, screamed. And then the little guy who scared us was our tour guide. Oh, so like that was a whole like thing he planned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I was tricked. What a bummer! <laughs> so, did you guys experience? <laughs> I was any... waiting for a cool doll story. Hmm. I, um... Did you experience any effects while you were in Peggy's presence? Or did anybody in your fast? I mean, no, Um, not in our group. I, like I said, terrible memory. I remember in general in the mansion, I don't remember which area I felt it in, but I did have my typical, now I know it's my, my tell is that chest pain that I get. Um, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of kind of an anxiety, fearful feeling. Uh, but like I said, I don't remember what room it was in. I I got that telltale sign of mine that I'll tell if you if I if you picked the uh, other room that it happened in. If not, I'll tell you at the end where okay. it is. <clears throat> but no, um, she was just it was a very small room. I think she was like sitting in a chair, and everybody walks in just like one at a time or two at a time, and it's a pretty small area. She's like in a glass <clears throat> case, I assume. Uh, I don't think she was. No, not really. No, okay. I don't think she was. So, but they do make a pretty big deal out of being respectful for her. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The other story I'm going to do is Lugosi's mirror. Yeah. I had a feeling that's so. Okay. Okay. Bella. Bella. Bella Lugosi. So if you guys don't know <laughs> It just got better is, each time. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's an, uh, a Hungarian-American actor and he's Hungarian famous. Hungarian-American. That famous like a norwegian <laughs> i don't know why that was credit bank and bank credit bonkin oh yeah he was a hungarian american actor you guys probably know him from portraying count dracula in the 1931 film have you seen the original count dracula you know i don't think i actually have seen the og dracula that's him i've seen it i mean Winston. i've seen clips of it i doubt you've seen it you know your words are hurtful <laughs> have you seen it no okay <laughs> so why was that hurtful because okay. she wants you to assume that she has. I know that she doesn't watch movies. That's fine. I know. You don't have to. You YouTube come wasn't at me around. With this accusatory tone. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> so the whole story around Lugosi is that a man um, after Lugosi's death, the man who lived in the home after him was brutally murdered in his home, and this mirror was in the bedroom. And the man who is Frank Salatre, he had rented the home, and the mirror hung in his bedroom. And he was killed likely as a mob hit. This actually did happen. He was killed in 1982. Um, Pretty gruesomely, he was shot. And then they used screwdrivers to dig the bullets out of him. Oh, my. And then they also did Mm. screwdrivers, like, to the back of his elbows, knees, and the back of his head. (laughs) Was that a demon? (laughs) He mind your business. (laughs) He was shot, like, execution style, right? Yes. Like, over a bed, leaning for everyone. In his bedroom, yeah. yeah. So it was was pretty gruesome. Um, And so they thought that the mirror absorbed the dark energy of the moment. Okay. Because he could have been facing the mirror. Mm -hmm. Looking into it as he died. Mm -hmm. Okay. According to uh, Ghost Adventures artifacts. So Lugosi was also allegedly into the occult, and they said that he may have used this mirror with his rituals especially because he was into scrying do you guys know what scrying is yes i do <clears throat> okay, i'm gonna Please say stop. what it is anyways for our listeners <coughs> i know i know 
I do. I think I do. All right. You want to say? I'm ready. I want to know. I know. Listen. It is the practice of looking into a suitable medium like a crystal ball or or mirror in the hope of detecting messages from spirits or visions of the past or future. Question. Are you guys ever terrified to look in the mirror when you're washing your hands in the bathroom because you don't want something to like look back at you? Like Bloody Mary? No. Sure. But apparently you are. (laughs) Wait. What do you mean no? Have you not ever worried about Bloody Mary in the mirror? Well, you have to say your name in order for that to happen. Right. I, I refuse what you say. to she's, say that she's name. There. I will. Can we go in the bathroom here in a little bit? Absolutely and I will not. say her name. Even that's your own damn house. <laughs> okay. So scrying. scrying. That's what scrying is. <laughs> so reportedly he did this after his wife died to try to contact her. And they thought maybe he opened a portal by doing this. And then this gruesome murder happened after his death and blah, 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 blah. So that's why they think that this mirror is possessed, basically. Reports the prior owner, before she gave the mirror to Zach's museum... Um, reported that she would look in the mirror and a, she felt a hand reaching out to get her. She felt teeth marks against her neck as a shadowy figure appeared in the mirror. And when Damn she that. would sleep in that room, um, <clears throat> she would have nightmares and wake up with scratches on her body. Oh, my. So she was like, I don't want this mirror. Donated it to Zach. GTFO. Sh- shortly after he put it in his museum, the basement flooded. And when he went to investigate, he could hear banging and rattling in the basement. Um, other reports, so since it's been at the museum, they have had to call 911 after guests have gazed into the mirror and become physically sick. I couldn't find what they, like what symptoms they were s- suffering, but they said physically sick. And again, you have to sign a waiver before looking at the mirror. So before I go on, I wanted to hear about you guys' experience with the mirror. I think you just have to sign one waiver before you go in the whole house. Oh, okay. One waiver yeah. before the whole house. Yeah. yeah. So whenever you're, you're taken into this specific room, and mm-hmm. it's it's the room before my room mm-hmm. which, which we will get to cool one yes and you just take turns looking into the mirror and seeing if anything affects you and okay. i was really hopeful that i would have some action some action i wanted to get lucky in vegas and i did not <laughs> are you allowed to take pictures no you no no Flash photography, please. Okay. <laughs> what was your experience there? My experience there. Uh, that is where I had my my weird spider web feelings. But okay. at the time, I really didn't know what the hell was going on. But I thought something was weird. The thing is, is I wasn't looking in the mirror at the time. So I didn't really associate the two. You know, I was like, gotcha. oh, this is totally a, um, an interaction. No, I was like off in a corner waiting my turn to get over there okay. but i vaguely remember him saying that there was like a an old lady spirit that haunts in that area and when he was talking about that is kind of when i had my goosebumps and you know how i get the the things yeah the, the things. thing is is that there's just you're in you're in small groups mm-hmm. but there is a group of you so if there's yeah. anybody behind you you almost feel I don't know. Maybe if it's maybe it's just me, but you feel a pressure to just get your experience and, and then move along. Move along. <laughs> right. yeah. Like you don't take time to actually like have your one on one with the mirror. Yeah, it'd be different if we were like investigating the room. Then yes, it'd be totally different. But yeah, you can, you want to take your fifteen thirty seconds and then move on, so the next person has a chance before you have to go to the next room. Gotcha. But it was it's still a really cool room. I think they did definitely. They, they did a great job, honestly, with the whole. The whole museum, I think. The whole museum is fascinating. It's amazing. Are you ready for me to try to ruin this? 
I'm going to try to debunk these things. I should have known. I should have known Lindsay was going to do that. Should I throw my wine glass at you? I was like, should Boom. I tell them before we start recording that I'm going to try to debunk this? I was like, no. I'm are, not you, going to are, are you ready for us hey, to try to debunk your debunking? Sure. Okay. Hey, Zach. It's it's it's, Sarah, it's Sarah and Sarah here. Um, Lindsay's kind of a ball. I still love you, Zach. Disregard her statements from here. Don't on, worry okay? about what she says. We love you. Take us under your wing. I just like yeah. to look at both sides of everything. Like, I like to look at everything objectively i, I still I love that and i still want to go to his museum that's fake news she likes to try and debunk everything so we're gonna start with lugosi okay so reportedly you know he was into scrying and all of this stuff and into the occult his family and friends have said that's fake news he was never into the occult he collected like stuff from his horror movies that he was in because he was in more than just dracula but he was never like into scrying or anything like that reportedly remember i said he did this after his wife died to try to contact her so Homeboy was married five times. None of his wives died while he was married to them. He divorced four of them, mm-hmm. and then he passed away before his last wife passed away first. So he outli- she outlived him. So they're like, well, that's not even a real story either. And then we had, like, some people looked into it. So the house where Frank was killed, for going back there, where the mirror was, it was not the house that belonged to Lugosi. So Frank moved into the... Lugosi's home in 1966, about 10 years after Lugosi passed away, but the mirror was not there. So basically, this mirror has no actual ties to Lugosi. They think that they just said it did to basically make it famous, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. make it into something cool. Sure. So Lugosi's granddaughter has been quoted as saying, I do not have a copy of the museum script as it relates to Bella Lugosi, but from your information, it seems that the museum has made things up about his life to make a good story for the mirror's placement in the museum or is perpetuating rumors. We have no knowledge of Bella Lugosi being into the occult or scrying or for any desire or practice to contact a deceased wife. And again, we have no information about the mirror at the museum or the house from which the museum claims the mirror came. Here's what I'll say. Whether or not it came from Bella Lugosi, I don't know that it matters all that much. I mean, maybe if if there is no truth to the story about mm-hmm. the actor, that's kind of like fluff, if mm-hmm. you will. The item itself is really cool. Yeah. And it... I think it does have some ties to it, but who knows what they are. I think, I mean, it definitely was in the room where Frank was brutally murdered. Like, that is for sure. So then, I mean, no matter who owned it. Right. You know, maybe, maybe whether or not they tied that to Lugosi, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. I think they, basically what they were trying to say is they tied it to Lugosi to make it more famous because people know Lugosi sure. and they know who yeah. he is and they yeah. made up all the stuff about the occult and stuff. And then Peggy the doll, like I said... Kind of there's no real history on her and everything we know is from what psychics and mediums have said. And mm-hmm. so that to me is just always a red flag because that's kind of subjective. I like history. Uh, yeah, no, I understand that part. I understand like wanting mm-hmm. history too. Um, and they said about 80 people, think? 80 people got symptoms from uh-huh. watching her video on YouTube. And I'm like, 80 people out of how many million have probably seen that? Like that's a very small percentage to me. But, but that's still, me. But it's somebody. <laughs> but would those people have had chest pain, anxiety, and nausea regardless? Or is that a self-fulfilling prophecy? Where they say, oh, this doll, if you watch this video of this doll, it's going to give you anxiety and chest pain, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch the video and then you start getting anxiety and chest pain. Who knows? That's my thing. Or maybe she's, maybe she's full of a demon spirit. Could you be. You never know. Could be. I'm presenting both sides of the. You know what? Either here. way, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tempt her. I bring Boydston down every time I try to debunk things, and I'm sorry. 
I'm, but you know it's me. It's just, I, I'm at the point where it's just, it's comical. You know me, and you know that I have to try to debunk this stuff. Do you not get my point of view here, though? I am very excited for you to visit Zach's museum. His museum is I still want to cool. go there, yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. want to go to his museum. I mean, like, no matter what, they're always going to fluff, fluff. That's what makes me think of fluffers he, now. <laughs> I feel like, and I love Zach, but I feel like he exaggerates things to make a story. Well, I mean, he has he a does. TV show, and of right. course things are going to be slightly different. So regardless, I still want to go. I still want to see Peggy, and I still want to see yeah. the mirror. Yeah, no matter what, it's a cool place because yep. of history too. If and I know we all and like history. It's, TBD, it's got a lot of good maybe stuff. she doesn't want to see you. Who knows? Yeah, maybe Peggy will say, "Fuck you, Lindsay." Hey, Peggy, don't come in. Come at me. And you, you won't be able to video it. <laughs> Your voice then. Don't do that. <laughs> you won't be allowed in. I'd like to thank you, Lindsay, for that. Um, presentation are we ready to spin, spin the wheel <laughs> i don't feel like she was very sincere <laughs> thank you for all, this okay. very um fact oriented <laughs> i mean are they though <laughs> i don't know i didn't know how else to phrase it all right i'm gonna spin spin, spin. that wheel and i'm gonna turn the sound up so we can all hear the wheels spinning thank god <gasps> there it is is it me though <laughs> it is you <laughs> is it me yeah looking for Sarah could you please enlighten us with the story of let's talk about the Dybbuk box shall we I am so excited about the Dybbuk box (laughs) 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 beautiful thank you okay let me take a little sipsy I feel like I just want to be included right now I'm not Oh, you are me. Welcome to my world. Hello, Enneagram 4. How are you? How does it feel? It feels not not comfortable, right? Not great. No, I feel uncomfortable. Well, mine's the worst are what? Sixes. Thank you. (laughs) And sixes and fours are very similar, so. Welcome to my life. And mine. I don't like it. How does it feel? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to stare off into the distance here. Now you understand. Oh, Oh, you're brooding. Okay, that's me all the time. (laughs) Not brooding. I escape into my own world is a nine <laughs> you understand my text the, the next curtains? morning do you guys still love me <laughs> what did i do did I, do you hate me so last night i feel like i was coming off as angry and i really wasn't <laughs> remember how you exactly said, tonight i feel I like, like i need to clarify that i came off angry and remember I you said am i like your husband i said yeah he gets really dramatic sometimes and then he's like i'm fine everything's yeah. cool it's you sometimes <laughs> not oh, the dramatic 100%. piece but the do you still love me? Oh, that for sure. <laughs> I need, I need affirmations. I don't like to admit that, but it's true. I do. Yeah. So does he. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'm super dramatic. I mean, I, I'm you in my think feelings we're, You lot. think we're not friends anymore after you get drunk. Oh. I might call that dramatic. I mean, that's just who I am, Lizzie. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> I, I, I love it because I love you, but I'm just saying. I had a visceral reaction whenever you said, I don't think I'm super, super dramatic. So I think that might mean the opposite. (laughs) I need to work on some things. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. I feel it. I'm so sorry. Am I really? What's tomorrow? When she's going to really come come to terms with this. (laughs) She's going to think about it all night. (laughs) Self-reflect. I self-reflect to a fucking fault. So does Evan. That is the problem. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what I have tried. Get out of my own head. Okay, anyways, moving on to the Dybbuk box. The Dybbuk box. That's what we're here for. (laughs) No, we're not doing that again. Stop. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
Listen, it's two against one. She can't shut us down. <laughs> we did it. Okay. Listen. This wine is good. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Somehow I snorted into the microphone. Dibuk box? Okay, yeah. I'm just going to call it Dibik. That's what it's called, right? Well, there was a lot of different pronunciations, and I just can't do it. Mm. I can't keep up, okay? Depends on what country you're in. That's right. That's true. And um, for me... America. Yes, we are. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Kansas City, to be more specific. Why did you shake your head at me? I was looking around to confirm. (laughs) Are we? Where are we? Is this where we are? (laughs) Okay. I thought you were chastising me. We're like... All right, Dibic box. Okay, the term. <laughs> oh I'm not gonna say. throw something at you. Can you please do it every time I say Dibic box? Challenge accepted. Why did you say that? It'll ruin. It'll ruin it. Oh <laughs> my gosh, we're never gonna finish only this when episode. I only when I finger point you. <laughs> finger guns. <laughs> We have found Lindsay's podcasting juice. It is wine. <laughs> Always wine. It can no longer be White Claws. The wine b- hits me harder than White Claws, y'all. Hits you different, though. It does. Okay. In a different way. Lord help me. Are we going to get through <laughs> this story or what? <laughs> I'm afraid to say it. Uh, you know, unless you finger gun, I won't do it. <laughs> the term divot box. Just just had to trial it. Okay, it was first created and used by a man named Kevin Manis to describe a wine cabinet. That's disappointing. I thought it'd be Kevin Dibbick. Listen, there's a lot more to it. I mean, I'm not disappointed because the wine cabinet. When I, (laughs) I know I had mixed feelings. I was like, oh, 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 wine. Oh, I was the kombucha meme girl. She's like. "Hmm." Is that what you just Fuck. did? <laughs> Whoop, woo! Did she just become a woo girl? <laughs> That's what you just did. <laughs> yeah, so imagine my, um, you know, I was a little bit sad when I looked it up and I was like, oh, he made it up. <laughs> but he kind of did. And then he didn't, so. Let's get to the story. Yeah, let, <laughs> let me just tell the story, all right? Okay. <laughs> Ready. Okay. Shall I just start over? <laughs> the Dibbick box. It was first created and used by a man named Kevin Manis to describe a wine cabinet in the item information for an eBay item. Mm. Anybody remember eBay? I do remember. Still have the app on my phone. I do not. <laughs> don't ever use it. I don't. It sounds dangerous. I was going to say, if you use eBay, like, let's not, talk. There's it's other not options. Craigslist dangerous, but it's, it's up getting there. there. Mm-hmm. All right. He was attempting to sell this item. So according to him, he bought the box at an estate sale in September 2001. The items that were being liquidated at the sale were from a woman who passed away at the age of 103. The granddaughter of the woman told him that her grandmother had lived in Poland. This was the woman who who died. Uh, She was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II and ended up being the only member of her family to survive. So, you know, I love this story because we're talking World War II. World War II. Yes. I like World War II. She survived by escaping to Spain. You love World War Two. <laughs> she just likes to say it because she can no. say it without oh, issue. No, that wasn't it at all. I was like, mm, mm, oh, like I like. Okay, 
I, you like the history. I like the history of it. I do too. I it's like terrible. I it's I like terrible. Nazis is what Lindsay wanted to say. <laughs> it's I terrible. Said it too. But I love like historical fiction from that time. All right. She. I said she uh, survived by escaping to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. España. Okay. <laughs> she insisted. <laughs> the granddaughter insisted that he take it and said that the family did not want the box. Um, she said that the box had been kept in her grandmother's sewing room. It was always shut and always out of reach. Hmm. Was it always surrounded by salt? No, not that I know of. Maybe. Okay. I don't know that. I don't. I think that was just curious. That's a witch thing. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, that's different. Uh, her grandmother had said multiple times that the box was never ever supposed to be opened because a dibic was in there. What is a dibic? Let me tell you. Okay. A oh. dibic. Good question, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you. Lindsay, I knew you were going to ask questions. <laughs> so I literally I like wrote things. <laughs> a dibic for Lindsay. Did uh, you really write for Lindsay? <laughs> no, oh my gosh, but I knew, so I knew well. you were going to ask me. <laughs> literally, um, in Hebrew, it means to adhere or cling. Okay. Um, it means that it's a malicious, malicious, possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. It supposedly leaves the host body once it's accomplished its goal. And her grandmother wanted to be buried with this box, but uh, apparently this was against the Orthodox Jewish burial rites. So her wish was not granted. And so her family was left with the cabinet. Hmm. The granddaughter refused to open the box. She decided to honor her grandmother's wishes. He offered to give it back to her as he um, thought it may be important to the family and maybe a family heirloom. She became upset and said she didn't want the box back. She also said, you bought it. You made the deal. Which I don't know what that means, but it's very ominous sounding. Hmm. She, uh, in his story, he says that she was crying and was like absolutely refusing to take the box back. He was trying and she was like, he was like, it's not a money issue. And she was like, don't care. Don't want it. Take it away. Goodbye. He owned a small furniture furnishing business. So he took the cabinet back to his shop and left it there in the basement. Not long after, he got a call from the salesperson who worked in the front desk. She was hysterically crying and said that someone had broken into the shop and was breaking glass everywhere, swearing, <clears throat> and making a lot of noise. She also said that she was locked in the shop and couldn't get out. So he raced to the shop to get back there, and he found that all the locks were indeed locked. Um, he found her in the corner bawling. She was basically inconsolable. He went to the basement, and he was hit with an overwhelming scent of cat urine. Ew. And all like the meth. light bulbs. <laughs> what? Does meth, meth smell like? Meth smells like cat piss. Okay. Have you guys never heard that before? I'm glad you know that. <laughs> it was like from your personal. No. <laughs> no. But like a meth lab. I thought it was Is it meth or do they just have cats? No, I mean... like a meth lab smells like cat piss. Okay. Interesting. They well, have like tinfoil on their windows. It smells like cat piss. There's he lots of he did make it a point to say that like there was hmm. only way down, one way down the, into this basement, one way in, one way out, that kind of stuff. Um, so he went down there. It was overwhelming scent of cat urine and that all the light bulbs, which were like the fluorescent light bulbs, had been shattered. And that was the noise that she was hearing upstairs. That's some freaky stuff. I don't right. like that. So he decided he was going to refinish the cabinet and gift it to his mother for her birthday. Oh, that sounds lovely. Good idea. Right. He Let's didn't realize give a haunted time, cabinet to my mother. He didn't know it was haunted. <laughs> he Even at that time, he still didn't put it together, he says. Mm. So yeah, he 
explains that the cabinet is well made and has a unique locking mechanism. So when you open one door, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the drawer below to be opened. How big is this box? I'm just trying it's to actually, envision it. It's Couple Haven't feet you seen Ghost Avengers artifacts? I have, but it's been a while. I mean, it's bigger than like a jewelry box. It fits wine bottles. Oh, okay, so, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's fairly, it's fairly big. Okay, okay. Um, once he opened the box, he found two pennies from the 1920s, a lock of blonde hair bound with string. Weird. A lock of blackish brown hair bound with string. Weirder. A small statue engraved with the Hebrew word shalom. <sighs> That's okay. Shalom. Which, in case you didn't know, it means peace in Hebrew. I didn't know that. Had to look it up. Just to make sure. Um, a small golden wine goblet, one dried rosebud, and a single candle holder with four octopus-shaped legs. Mm. Weird. All right. So he tried to return these items to the family, but, of course, they refused. They were like, hell no, GTFO. We're not interested in your haunted shit. Uh, his mother... Came to his shop on October 31st. Halloween. That's why I put it there. I thought it was interesting. Mm. And he gave her the cabinet for her birthday. He stepped away to take a phone call. And while he was away, a worker came to him and said, you need to come check on your mother. Something's not right. So not long after that, she began to act strangely. She was sitting expressionless and could not respond. And tears were just rolling down her face. Aww. Uh, she was taken to the hospital. Yeah. And she had a, unfortunately suffered a stroke and was unable to speak. That's what I was wondering. But, but she was able to spell out words. So the next day she spelled out the phrase hate gift. Aww. <laughs> That's the first thing she's going to say. <laughs> she's crying and saying hate gift. So something happened to her. I don't know. She did Jeez. not like it. That's awful. <laughs> after this happened he still really didn't put it together that something was wrong with it so he's like i need oh to right <laughs> take a hint you need to talk <laughs> uh so he tried giving the cabinet to his sister she gave it back after a week because the doors wouldn't stay closed mm. and that annoyed her she was like there's no like latching mechanism so and yeah she gave it back he tried to give it to his brother why is he trying to get rid of it so much because he's starting i think pick up that his mom hated the gift he's gotta get yeah. rid of it so he's, he's giving gift. it to his sister and his brother he's like oh they he's don't like, like it's a it. nice cabinet somebody take it and they're like fuck this thing <laughs> right <laughs> basically he tried to do this like 10 times and everybody gave it back he gave it to his brother but the brother complained that it smelled like jasmine flowers so why is either- that a complaint Either, Why do people give things back? I would never give a gift back. I just get it must rid of be it. Pretty bad. I don't know. All right. Well, his sister. So his brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, but his sister-in-law said it smelled like cat urine. So two people in the same house. Meth. <laughs> one was smoking meth. The other one was smelling flowers. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather smell jasmine flowers than <laughs> any day, capis. any day of the week. Uh, and then I wrote. He tried to give it away multiple times, so every time he ended up with the box. Um, It was then he started to have horrible nightmares. And the nightmare was that of an old hag who basically beats the shit out of him. um, And he wakes up with bruises on multiple occasions. That sounds like something that you experienced. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. She scratched my eyes out. The bitch. But your eyes are okay. In real time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he woke up with bruises. I did not, thank God. That's some scary stuff right there. Right. So... Um, sometimes his family, like his uh, sister and brother, they would come over to stay at his house and they would share that they experienced the exact same nightmares. Wow. Okay. And it was very specific. He goes into a lot of detail about this. I'm not going to go there, but it basically was 
he's lost in a nightmare and he, he finds this old woman and she kicks the shit out of him. Jeez. So not, not a nice lady. No. Uh, after this nightmares, he started seeing shadows in his home and finally realized that maybe it had something to do with the cabinet. It took this long. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. This is his words. So I'm I mean, that saying. would be me in a horror movie, though. I'd this be like. Lindsay, like, the box is literally <laughs> kicking the shit out of you. And she's like, maybe it's not the box. <laughs> maybe maybe it's I'm just stressed. stressed. Yeah. Maybe I'm just stressed. I don't know. <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> Anytime I get a night terror and I talk about this, I get night paralysis and sleep paralysis all the time. Well, I'm just like, I'm just stressed. He may be you then because he... He realized that maybe it was a box. He decided to move it to an outside storage area. This is Lindsay. It wasn't the box. It's fine. I'm just going to move it outside for a little while and we'll just see. It's totally Lindsay. This is Lindsay. He moved to the outside area, um, but awoke to the sound of smoke alarms in his home. Uh -oh. And it's still not the box. And um, still, still not the box. So when he went to check it out, there was no smoke or fire, but there was an overwhelming scent of... Cat urine. Cat urine. Nailed it. Nailed it. She pointed at Lindsay, but I, I called I, it. I pointed in the air. Are we sure that he's <laughs> not <laughs> The big box. Are we sure that this is not a meth lab? I, I don't think. I don't think. He doesn't smoke sound alarms. Like a, see what she does. <laughs> see what she does to me. <laughs> just kidding. I I'm know just this. Saying. Is, I don't think it was. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy to have a meth lab. Mm -mm. You should listen to him talk. He doesn't sound like a meth. Well, no, I'm going to take up meditation. Right. It's partly because of you. Oh, I love I love yoga. Let me help you with this. Let's Whoa, I feel like that was really hurtful. <laughs> I'm gonna skip over that. How do you how do you pronounce <laughs> How can you skip over that? That hurt my feelings. All the time. <laughs> I'm causing her to have anxiety. Maybe Not if you had real. a boner, then Whoa, okay. Can we please let's get your boner. Should we fluff it up? Nope. Can we fluff your boner? Nope. <laughs> Did that do it? Nope. Isn't you sexy? The demic box. <laughs> She's doing a very weird hand gesture, and I don't feel comfortable. How do you think you pronounce this word, this name? I O S I F. I O S I F. I O S I F. Yosef. 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 I struggled. Is that person's name? Or yeah. Oh, I'd say Yosef. Just to go against Lindsay, I'm going to say. What'd you say? Yosef. I'm not telling her what I said now say, because she's just going against me. I'm going to say Iosef. I said E. Here's what I'm going to tell you. It's spelled I-O-S-I-F. And I'm going to say Iosef. Yes. Iosef. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, continue. <laughs> oh, oh, here's the next one. N-E-I-T-Z-K-E. -E. Oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Nitsky. Nitsky? N-E-I. Nitsky. Hang on. Spell it again. N. E I T Z K E. Nitsky. Yep, she's right. Nitsky. Yeah. All right. So we're going to say. Isn't that a uh, philosopher? Nitsky is the philosopher. Is it spelled differently? Yes. Well, it's, it doesn't have Nitsky. N E I C H T Z K E. Okay. I'm going to say. Yosef Nitsky was one of the owners of the box. He claimed that um, it caused lights to burn out in his house and his hair to fall out. Ooh. Apparently, Yosef <laughs> had been blogging about his experience, oh. and a man named Jason Haxton picked up the story. He could tell oh. that Yosef was ready to get rid of the box, so he asked him to sell it. Jason wrote a book called The Dybbuk Box. It is for sale on Amazon, if you're interested. Mm. 
and claimed that he developed strange health problems, including hives and coughing up blood. He consulted with the Jewish rabbis on how to seal the box again. And once he had successfully sealed it, he hid it away from everybody. Later, he decided to donate the box to the one and only Zag Bagans mm. to display in the museum. She did not do the there finger no signals. Stop it. But it was a different word. All I, right. I, editor's choice. I approve that. Thank you. Bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to call it. Bow, bow. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. So after its arrival to the museum, Zach reported some strange things happening in his museum. So apparently there was mysterious protruding holes uh, that began to appear in the hole in the walls. <laughs> no, don't stop it. That's what it said. And I'm thinking like, how do holes protrude? Girl, I don't know. Poking out, <laughs> in, out, who knows? Okay. That's go what on. the word said, go and on, on. I went with it. Let's just say mysterious holes began to appear in the walls around the artifact as if something was trying to break out from within the exhibit. I'm trying to visualize. I don't know what they were trying to say. Okay. Yeah. So staff and visitors have experienced black shadows, fainting, feelings of sickness, anger, anxiety, and more. Like in the presence <clears throat> of the Dybbuk box? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Dybbuk box is believed to be the world's most haunted object and is the inspiration for the 2012 horror movie, The Possession, which I have not seen. I haven't seen it. Gonna put it on my list, though. I must now. Have you seen it? Thank you, you for serious? respectfully <laughs> asking the question. You're welcome. I'm genuinely I have, curious. I have not. Okay. Do, do people report selling cat urine in the presence of the Not that box? I know of. Okay. Good point. It was just, I mean, it was such a... It was such a strong theme. Right. The other ones, yeah. Um, so, fun facts. People's eyeballs fall out. <laughs> what? How is that a fun fact? <laughs> that is not she a fun fact. She doesn't remember the last episode. Oh, sorry, I had to go there. You don't remember, remember it. Henry Lu- 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 Lucas and yes. you. Yes, Lu- I remember. Fun fact. And they said His eyeball fell out. <laughs> I remember that episode. I'm not stupid. Fun fact. People's eyeballs fall out. <clears throat> It's not actually true. Here. Okay, I was like, wait, do people's <laughs> eyes really fall out? This is a huge thing. <laughs> it was a huge thing for Henry Lee Lucas. <laughs> and you made light of it, you asshole. <laughs> and it was a fun fact to you. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what else to say. What should I say? Interesting fact? <laughs> you changed your... <laughs> What else am I supposed to say? I don't know. You changed it. You you knew it was not. It was not a fun fact. It was a very gross fact. fact. Actually, not fun fact. Just true fact. (laughs) Just fact. Um, just a fact. Um, statement. Here we go. Like the rest of my story. (laughs) Full facts. All right. What is your fun fact, please? I have a feeling it's not about eyeballs falling out. Okay. All right. Here it is. Fun fact. There are actually 10 Dybbuk boxes around the world. Whoa. Okay. Each one aligns with the tree of life concept of the Kabbalah, the basis for Jewish mysticism. Hmm. My God, these words. Shalom. Oh my gosh. Wow. Look at you. It's the only word I know. <laughs> Zach owns two of the boxes. Oh <laughs> no. <God>. No. <laughs> no. 
we are so <laughs> well rounded. <laughs> Hanukkah. Shalom. Listen, no more juice for Lindsay. <laughs> No. No. You need to cut off. That's offensive. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. (laughs) So there are so many. I don't even know where it was, but it's. I forget how many you said, but there's others in the world. Ten. Uh, I said Zach has two. Zach has two of the boxes. I know he had two. He does. Uh, The whereabouts of the other eight are unknown. I was right. It's ten. Okay. I was listening. Oh, I didn't. I was like, gold right star. about what? Good job, Boydston. <laughs> I got the gold star. Thank <laughs> Good you. Good job. It said that all evil from the 20th century, including World War II, the Korean War, and all shit from 2020, is what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> like the Great Depression, uh, World War One, <laughs> Killer hornets, murder hornets, whatever they call them. They're all contained inside the tin dibit boxes. And that by opening the box, it will summon all of that evil. Oh, I think somebody mm. opened a box That's recently. I'm, somebody That's opened a box for 2020. 2020. Listen, mm-hmm. who opened who the it? box? Put it back. One of my other favorite people out there besides Zach Bagans, his good friend, Post Malone. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Aaron. Aaron but it's I love Aaron, too, but uh, Post Malone is one Post of my Malone. Uh, He believed that he was cursed after watching Zach touch the Dybbuk box for the first time. On TV? Don't know. Okay. Don't ask questions, I thought please. Post Malone <laughs> touched it. I thought, yeah, I saw a special with Post Malone and Zach. Yeah. Uh, in my in my research, it said Zach touched it. Oh, okay. It's questionable. Who okay. touched Who touched the box? He said that his plane's tires blew out. His Rolls, Rolls Royce, I can't speak, was in a car accident, and his house was robbed. Well, that sounds that's like a lot of first world fucking terrible. Still, that's awful. So it, per- it brings, like, bad luck. To people, yeah. Well, okay. it, to, yes, I think okay. that's what I said in the in the beginning. If you were listening, that I'm was kidding. a long time ago and a lot of glass. <laughs> that was a whole glass I'm of totally wine kidding. left <laughs> before. Some, something like that. That was a whole glass of wine Some left things. before. Is what she said. That's <laughs> a whole glass of wine ago. left before. <laughs> ago. Yeah, that. All right. So that is what I've got for you. And at his museum, there is a room dedicated to the Dybbuk box it is upstairs they always there's i feel i feel like a few specific rooms that they give you like a few kind of like ominous warnings before you go into this is definitely dun, one dun, of dun. them are both of the boxes in the <clears throat> same room yeah, so he owns two but only one's on display oh okay yeah and the this one that i spoke about the is second sentence bedroom probably i mean i'd put it there how do you know what's in Zach's bedroom? She doesn't. She's mm-hmm. fucking lying. <laughs> I I am lying. She's been there. When you saw the Dybbuk box, what did you guys experience? Anything? Nothing. Uh, but again, it's because it's such a big group and um, for me, anyways. We're kind of snobs now and we need private I investigations. Need some private time. <laughs> <laughs> also, this was, I feel like, one of my first times actually going to. It was my first time. It was my first. It was my first. <laughs> I convinced my very sweet sister in law to join me because otherwise I was going to go by myself. Yeah. We are totally going once COVID is over and we can travel safely. I hope you guys like the, the Dybbuk box. I did. I enjoyed hearing about it. Thank you. Listen, I was kind of surprised to hear about some of the. 
history about it. I didn't know. I listened to his own words, Kevin. I, I thought you were going to finger gun me more often, but it's fine. I kind of forgot. Well, actually, I didn't say Dybbuk box very often. No. But you just did. It's fine. Do you want us to? Do you want a finger gun for us? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I am doing the Doctor <gasps> Kavorkian Death Van PowerPoint. I have a weird because I don't know. I don't know very much about Doctor Death's Death Van. I mean, I know about Doctor Death, but not his. I know. I van. know a fair amount, so and I have a weird empathy for one of the original. Dr. Deaths. You can the look up a Death. Dr. Death podcast, and it's not the Dr. Kevorkian Dr. Death. It's a different Dr. Death, mm-hmm. which actually I do recommend the Dr. Death podcast. It's very- Oh, that's so good. I too. couldn't. I listened oh to one episode, God. and I think How? it was I think it was all the medical stuff, like, and just like, ugh, it just got to me, and I couldn't. Oh, it was so fascinating. Oh, it's so cringy and good. At, I think it was time. too cringy for me. That's why I couldn't. Okay, but I he is the original... It. But Dr. you guys are medical Death. people. He you guys are used to that stuff. One of the original Doctor Death, no, Deaths, yeah, but right. he is probably the most known Doctor Death. Yeah, he's the most. So, Wait till you hear the story. I feel like you're Doctor Kavorkian. <clears throat> I mean, I know of Doctor Death. I know of Doctor Kavorkian. <laughs> but do you well, need me to just not tell the story then? Okay, yeah, no, she's sorry. Tell your she story. acted like I didn't know about Doctor Kavorkian. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I said you're going to empathize a little bit with I don't, him. I don't know if I can empathize with him, but okay, I think you will. Okay, so... Sorry. Oh, here we go. We're going to debunk some shit. (laughs) I'm not debunking anything. I just... Here we go. We're going to argue. That's what Lindsay does. (laughs) I don't empathize. Just wait, Lindsay. (laughs) Okay, continue. Okay. Murad Jacob Kevorkian, later to be known as Dr. Jack Kevorkian, was born May 26, 1928 in Pontiac, Michigan. His parents were Armenian refugees escaping from Armenian massacres in present-day Turkey just after World War One. Beautiful. The first? The first of the world wars. (laughs) The first of the wars. Of the world. No, it wasn't the first war. (laughs) I finished my sentence, okay? okay? I said what I said. He (laughs) was the middle child to two sisters. As a child, he went to church every week. Um, including Sunday school, but soon after, he started to question the existence of a god. He believed that an all-knowing god would have prevented the Armenian genocide affecting his extended family, and at the age of 12, he stopped attending church altogether. He has seen some stuff by 12. Jeez. Yeah. He was a very smart kid and did well in school, learning multiple languages like German, Russian, Greek, and Japanese, most of which he taught himself. That's incredible because I can barely speak English. True. (laughs) (laughs) She said it, I didn't. He graduated high school at the age of 17 with honors, and then seven years later, in 1952, he graduated med school from the University of Michigan. He completed residency training in pathology and did some research on blood transfusions. So during residency, Jack made regular visits to terminally ill patients and photographed their eyes in an attempt to pinpoint the exact moment of their death. Weird. He believed this information could be used to distinguish death from fainting, shock, or coma in order to learn when resuscitation was useless. I mean, I kind of see that. So he thought he could see all of that in the eyes. Yes. I mean, not all of it, but some of it. 
However, Jack later told reporters, but really my number one reason was because it was interesting. And my second reason was because it was a taboo subject. Hmm. So I get get both those things. You know, here we are. I like his honesty. He got a job at the University of Michigan and fresh out of school, he quickly became controversial, especially with ideas surrounding death. He wrote a journal article that said, I propose that a prisoner condemned to death by due process of law be allowed to submit by his own free choice to medical experimentation under complete anesthesia as a form of execution in lieu of conventional methods prescribed by law. So basically... He wanted to experiment on prisoners who were condemned to death right as they died under the death penalty. The senior doctors at his place of employment were not big fans of this proposal, and Kevorkian chose to leave the university. Years later, in 1976, he came back around to the idea when the Supreme Court chose to reinstitute the death penalty, which had been temporarily suspended due to a legal challenge. So, Dr. Kevorkian advocated for harvesting the organs from inmates after the death penalty was carried out for a transplant into sick patients. So he wanted to use their organs and put them into sick patients after they had already been killed via the death penalty. But uh, the problem is that prison officials wouldn't cooperate, so this plan was squashed. Mm -hmm. So he experimented with transfusing blood from recently deceased patients into live patients as as a pathologist at Pontiac General Hospital, drawing blood from the corpses and transferring it into the bodies of staff members. Staff? Yep. Not even patients? Live staff members. Okay. I'm not that close with any of my coworkers to let them do that to me. These were obviously willing people. Yeah. You don't just sit there and, like, accept a transfusion. And here's the thing. He was largely successful at this. I was going to say. I mean, it was probably okay. Yeah. He yeah. he thought that the military would be super interested in his technique For to sure. help soldiers during battle. I can mm. totally see that, actually. But the Pentagon was also not interested. I'm not letting either of you guys inject me with anything. No transfusions from either of you. Do you understand me? Okay. Okay. All right. Mark Lindsay's words. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want our help. In the 1980s, Kevorkian wrote articles laying out his thoughts on the ethics of euthanasia, and a few few years later, he began to advertise in the newspaper as a physician consultant for death counseling. Mm. So this is where Mm -hmm. the van comes into play. Mm -hmm. Dr. Kevorkian had a 1968 Volkswagen van that he modified by taking out some of the seats in the back and installing a stretcher or a wheelchair and two machines that he himself had invented and constructed. Both were euthanasia devices, one called a Thanatron or death machine, and this was a setup where the patient was hooked up to an IV and the individual pushed a button releasing drugs to end their life. Mm -hmm. The other was called a Mercitron or Mercy machine, and it was a device with a gas mask connected to a canister of carbon monoxide. 
So the first, the Thanatron, or the Death Machine, is what was used in the most known case of Janet Atkins in 1990. So Janet was his first public assisted suicide. She was 50, she was a 54 year old woman diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. And in a later interview, Dr. Kevorkian states that he entered a intravenous tube into Miss Adkins' arm and dripped harmless saline solution through it. Miss Adkins then pressed a button that stopped the saline and replaced it with theopental, which caused a coma. And after a minute, the machine switched solutions again to potassium chloride, which stopped the heart and brought death within minutes. Isn't mm-hmm. potassium chloride what they use for lethal injections? It is. On death row? Okay. Yeah. They usually give like a sedative before. Okay. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it can be super painful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So he just put them in a coma before he administered the potassium chloride. Yeah. And a lot mm-hmm. of times it would be administered along with a muscle relaxer mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't be as gotcha. painful. Awful. So police attempted to charge him with murder, but charges were dropped because at the time there were no laws in Michigan regarding assisted suicide. And a year later, however, the state of Michigan revoked (laughs) Dr. Kevorkian's medical license. Various sites say different things, and some reports say that Jack assisted in the deaths of 130 terminally ill people between 1990 to 1998. His former lawyer, Jeffrey Feiger, was on Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures Artifacts, oh, and he, he was on, oh my gosh, keep going. I'm going to remember. I watched him on just a recent document. Please tell me. <laughs> Documentary, can you not? I've been trying to place this document yes. all day I, long. Oh my gosh. I reckon he has shorter hair, hair and he's annoying because as fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that he was like, oh, I'm all this, this, this. Yes. Yes. I cannot place it. Let me think of it. I oh looked, my God. That's going to drive me nuts. Yes. So his former lawyer, Jeffrey Feiger, was on Ghost Adventures Artifacts and stated that the number was actually well over 200. And of course, the topic of assisted suicide in terminally ill patients is controversial. But reports have said that 60% of the patients who died with Dr. Kevorkian's assistance were not terminally ill and at least 13 had not complained of pain. So critics cite that the brevity or complete lack of counseling with some of the patients dying less than 24 hours after first even meeting him. Some were not referred to pain management or even for a psychiatric exam. The reports also state that Jack sometimes failed to obtain a complete medical record with at least three autopsies of suicides he has he had assisted with, showing the person to have no physical sign of disease. Kevorkian was tried four times for assisting suicides and ended up being acquitted three times, and the fourth ended in mistrial. But in a turn of events in 1998, 60 Minutes on CBS aired a video made earlier that year of a voluntary euthanasia of a 52-year-old Thomas Yauk, who was in the final stages of ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease. So during the video, Thomas provided his fully informed consent, and then Dr. Kevorkian administered a lethal injection. 
So remember his earlier clients reportedly completed the process themselves by pushing a button, and that's likely how he was able to fight the previous trials. Right, because, like, he didn't do it, they did it. Exactly. During the video, though, he dared authorities to try and convict him or stop him from carrying out mercy killings. And Yauk's own family described the process as humane and not as murder, but the damage was done. Right. Since the state of Michigan had previously revoked his medical license, Dr. Kevorkian was not allowed to possess the controlled substance used. That, and now that they have a video of him actually injecting a substance into someone, resulting in their death. In the court's eye, uh, it's much different than someone pushing the button themselves. So we've moved across the line of assisted suicide into more of the territory of, is this potentially murder? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus manslaughter. That's up to the court. So Jack declined legal support and chose to represent himself. It's never a good choice, but okay. I would say it's always a wise choice. To represent yourself? That's sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> I mean, what? I'm, I'm totally going to do it myself. It's never a good choice. So after a two-day trial. He was found guilty of second-degree homicide and sentenced to a 10 to 25-year sentence. Um, He was denied parole repeatedly until it came out that he himself was terminally ill with hepatitis C, which he contracted while doing research on blood transfusions in the 60s. He was expected to die within the year and was paroled for good behavior in 2007. Jeez. So how, how many years did he serve? Eight. Okay. The conditions. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty old. The conditions of his parole included that he agreed that he would not help anyone else die. (laughs) Yeah. Or kill anybody else. Or or provide care for anyone older than 62 or disabled. Interesting. Okay. He went on to give several lectures and speak publicly about various topics. Of course, this being the most known. He was on Anderson Cooper when Cooper asked, you're saying doctors play God all the time? And Kevorkian said, of course, anytime you interfere with a natural process, you're playing God. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It is I mean, true. In the hospital every day when we run They codes, bring people back. They, yeah. If that's what he's referring to. I'm not saying in my own words. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, that's our job is to play. He's, he's not wrong. He's right. Not, to intervene we and try intervene to save your all life. all the time. Yeah. And that's just the thing. His legacy is that of sparking this increased talk on hospice care and yes. right to die legislative right. action. Which I'm here for it. So when his lawyer, Jeffrey Figer, was on Ghost Adventures Artifacts, Zach was talking about the sentence and Figer said it's absurd because he no more killed that patient than hospice kills patients when they give unlimited morphine, which you can do today because of Jack Kevorkian. It's true. He's right. So think on that one. So in 2011, eight days after his 83rd birthday, he died from a blood clot while hospitalized from kidney problems and pneumonia. And our man, Zach, Mm -hmm. came to own the very death van from an online auction. Of course he did. 
reality TV inception coming up, it had been at American Jewelry and Loan Pawn Shop, or Hardcore Pawn, and Long Island Medium, <laughs> Teresa Caputo. Oh, Teresa! Long Island Medium! Her. I've never seen her show, but I've heard of her. She was taking a tour of the warehouse when she passed by the van. Mm-hmm. She stopped and said I believe that Teresa. she felt something back there. Now on Ghost Adventures Artifacts, Jack's former attorney, Jeffrey Feiger, reluctantly came to Vegas. They kind of made a thing of it, mainly to see the van for himself and to prove that it was, in fact, the actual death van owned by Dr. Kevorkian. Feiger stated that he took it to a junkyard and, and paid a guy to crush it, fearful mm-hmm. that someone would try to turn a pop- profit off yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They matched the dents and other cosmetic features to Janet Atkins' crime scene photos. Right. Figer stated that he had a hubcap and the steering wheel, and when they looked, went to look at it, there was one missing hubcap and a replaced steering wheel, and all of that confirmed to them that this was the real deal. Real deal. And finally, in true Ghost Adventures fashion, they did an investigation around the van. Of course they did. Um, I would, too. As well as... I want to now. Right. right. They also included a girl that lived in the house where Dr. Kevorkian used to live. Um, and they caught moans via EVP, a slamming noise, and the spirit box with the same female voice heard three times separately. Um, and it just makes you wonder what is possibly lingering in that van. Mm. So that is the very brief. I mean, I can go into so much. Uh, detail. I'm so oh, yeah, Dr. Kevorkian's a story in and of him. Did it change anything of your opinion? A little bit. Lindsay's it's okay to say it. It's okay to change your mind. I mean, she went into this with I. I Here's don't my agree thing. With him. I, I don't, don't know. Like it. I don't know. I would like to know more. I would like to know if he got consent from these people, like a signed consent saying they are understanding of what they're committing to. So in many cases, yes. Okay. So I didn't know that. However, the critics will say that were they in the right state of mind? That's what I was going to say next. Are you in the right state of mind when you are? But that's also arguable. What is the right state of mind? Right. Because if I, if I have, if I have dementia or Alzheimer's and I'm like, you're not in the right state of mind, but I'm also like, if you keep me here, I will fucking kill you for the rest. I will, I will haunt you. And I want to go, and I'm done, and I can't do. But this. here's the thing: so doctors play God, and you can edit all of this out. But doctors play God. <laughs> you know, and I, not, I know. So just go ahead and speak. Doctors play God. I agree with that. You know, we intervene. We try to save lives. That's what we do. It's not just doctors. I'm saying it's medical teams. Right. Yes. I'm saying yeah. we, but I mean medical teams. I know what yes. you mean. I'm clarifying. Um. So we try to save lives, but. At the same time, if a patient has a DNR, if they have a thing saying that they don't want to be resuscitated, we honor that and we let now, them go. But we honor that how, now. How long ago? Okay, keep but going. during this time, was there DNRs? Was there things that people could say, I don't want to be resuscitated and we honor their wishes? Also, what's the opposite if somebody says, I want to die? I think there's a difference between, but see, I have suicidal patients all the time who say, I want to die. Does that mean I honor their wishes and try to kill them? No. Does that mean you honor their wishes and want to save them? How do we... How do we decide the difference between we should save their lives and we should let them die? This is the ongoing question. Unless they sign a DNR. You will empathize with somebody because it's easier for us to say we're going to call it 
mm-hmm. and not save it versus the other. It's right. it's it's hard for us to say we're going to end things. We're not going to do that. Right, right. And that's always hard. Yeah. I mean, we see that all the time. They're a DNR and we know they're going to die. And the family says we just want comfort care possibly. It's hard. And so. I'm like, I do think that he makes a really, a really good point though, yeah. that what, what is the difference between what he did and what hospice does when I they, completely when agree. they push I do, morphine I do and Ativan? I do see that point. I completely agree. And I, I think it's legit. I think that he was just the, the spark to all of it. Yeah, I really do. And this is still a very like it's debated. a debated topic. Yeah, yes. it is because assisted suicide is not legal. It's only legal in Oregon. A majority, ninety nine percent of the United States of America. Yeah, a lot of people flee to Canada. Right? Am I am I incorrect? Am I speaking out of turn? No, you're right. You're right. To 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 get this. You're they right. they go to Canada to get this magic pill. Right. So that they can choose. When they die. I mean, but here's is- my thing. I have suicidal patients who want this as well, who have nothing medically wrong with them. And they ask for us to kill them and do assisted suicide. I'm like, I can't. I, I think that's the difference, I think that's though. a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is not... This so I'm saying, where that. do we draw the line? Where do you draw the line between you're going to die and his main thing. His main thing... So... It, there was a quote in my research about it's not it's not a hundred percent the terminally ill it's those that are suffering, mm-hmm. and he there's a lot of people suffering who well, are going to live. You can't say yes, okay, mm-hmm. yes, but is living. What does that mean to you? Is that is that me living in a vegetative state for years? I mean, I think vegetative state's a lot of different because. You don't really have as much to say when you're in a vegetative state versus like, but your family chronic, does chronic pain. Like, what if you're living with That's chronic pain saying. and you don't want to There's be alive? There's so many lines. There's yeah. so many lines. Like that could all be the same, right? That could all be the same diagnosis, really, right? And your family could be t- saying, "Oh, they're alive, and we want them to stay alive." But really, before I went to this state, I said, "I don't ever want to be here." So, were there like DNRs during this time of no, period? Or? I don't believe that there were. Okay, in I don't think that there were. Interesting. I wonder if this is one of the things that inspired DNRs and So that's the thing. Dr. Kevorkian sparked the conversation and yeah. it continues to To this day still. To this day. And this wasn't that long ago, right? No. Eighties. It say. started uh around the eighties yeah. and he died in the early two thousands. Right. So just for the record, Netflix had a docuseries called Trial by Media. Oh, I watched that. I've watched some of it. I haven't seen all of it. That's where I remember seeing our good friend, Jeffrey Figer. Is that what it was? Yes. I saw that one. Jenny Jones trial. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There we go. So here's something fascinating about Jeffrey Figer. Okay. Jeffrey Figer, and I did not know this about him, he was involved in such cases as... He's pretty popular, guy. I just looked him up. The Scott... Uh, Amador case yes. from the Jenny Jones show. Yes, that's where that's and from. I feel like one of us should cover that soon. So I'm not going to go into that. Flint, Michigan, 2014 to th- 2015, the Legionnaire's disease outbreak. Mm-hmm. The family of Kanika Jenkins, which was the, if we all don't remember, the 19 year old girl who was found dead in a hotel freezer in 2017. I actually don't know that one. Stop it. Wait, say the name again. Kanika Jenkins. I don't know that. You need to know that name. Okay. 
apparently I haven't seen this episode. I will, I will do that story on our next true crime. Okay. I'd love to hear about it. The only issue is that it's, it's unsolved and I cannot handle unsolved cases, but I will... I will do it for you. Okay. He's done some 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 big big topics, including being the lawyer for Jack Kevorkian and getting him out of four of these trials until he chose to represent himself. Well, I mean, he only served how many years? Eight, but he he was representing himself. Eight years for how many? Well, that's the thing, though. Like, he, quote unquote, victims. He made a plea because he was basically ter- terminally ill himself. Uh, because of the hepsi. Yeah. It's I mean it's a it's a good topic to debate and it's something to think about. Yep. It's it's an interesting one. There's a lot of sides, a lot of sides. So I guess that the question band, the ultimate question is when do we play God and when do we not? Always. That I mean that actually really like fucked it fucked with my mind cuz you're like, okay, I get it. I I kind of get it mm-hmm. because these people are Right, dying of cancer, and they're choosing to die, and this is awful. But do we do it for them, and also do we choose for them to stay alive? Right, it's equally sometimes in my mind. And as I bad. Guess, who are we to decide whether they die naturally? Exactly, and that's we don't bad. resuscitate them. Where, and when we stop, that's their where life. I struggle. That's where I struggle big time. When we stop mm-hmm. their life, when they're not mm-hmm. actively dying in that moment, you know. Yeah. So, <sighs> Dr. Kevorkian's van is the one in the room next to Bella Lugosi's mirror. Yeah, tell me about you guys' experience there with the van. I wanted to spend all day long in that van because... Of course you did. <laughs> they, they had it set up it's as really if cool. there was a patient that yes. was still in there. Ooh, okay. Um, and I, d- I just think this whole case is just fascinating. I mean, yeah. Oh, of course. He's famous. Too, like, I'm in- infamous, I should say. It, b- I feel like words. in the in the wrong way, but yeah, in my opinion. I mean, both both ways, both ways. I think yeah. he's, he's well known. He's yes. well known. Yes. Um, I just wanted to be in there forever. Right. I really, really enjoyed that room specifically. What about you, Sarah? Do you remember Doctor Death's fan? I didn't have any weird feelings in there. If that's what you're asking, like um. Uh, there was like a lot of buildup. I feel like going into that room <laughs> because you like go into a room before you go into the van room, and he tells you all the history and such. Right. And so you're like excited to go there, whatever. So um, when you go actually into the van room, it's like really peaceful, angelic music playing. It is. They've got quotes from the um, which I actually really appreciate like from the trial or no, no from, from the. the- Patients. The, the, oh, the patients okay. who yeah. he who he assisted. Wow. And in support of like this is why I wanted to go. Like this is these are my final yes. words type of a thing. Mm. Yes. And I kind of I kind of appreciated that, honestly, because you, you don't get to see yeah. that side. Uh you always hear Kevorkian is Kevorkian is horrible and blah 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 blah. And then you're like, but but was he such a monster? That that term Kevorkian yes, is is a term. Exactly right. It's kind of a monster term, it's right? A negative term, until right. you get to know the actual story behind right. it, and and then you realize it's okay to change your mind. It's okay. Yeah. Anyhow, very interesting. This was a great episode. Anyways. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to our episode, our little Halloween special about some haunted artifacts. The Halloween. Special. Our Hallow special. No, that that's was not even close to Hallow. Ever do that again? I'm spelling Boydston's commands. <laughs> we are done with abbreviations. You can always find us at the Tipsy Ghost on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the YouTube. 
And you can also email us at thetipsyghost at gmail.com and send us your stories about true crime, paranormal, lore, folklore, whatever. Black-eyed children. Black-eyed children. Children. We would love it all. (laughs) Check out our Patreon. It is um, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Boyce's done done an amazing job there. She has. Check us out. You know, donate if you can. We love to go on our ghost adventures. This helps us there. <laughs> you just call them our ghost adventures. <laughs> you. Like that's Zach. what they are. Like you. Like, that's like Zach. Like, if not- you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a great review. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks again. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.